It's the game we've all been waiting for. Week 13, 49ers at Philadelphia Eagles. Locked on 49ers, locked on Eagles crossover coming at you right now. Biggest storylines, key matchups, and the keys to victory for your San Francisco 49ers right now. You are locked on 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Crossover Thursday. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown 49ers your first listen each and every day. This Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Head over to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use our code in all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, joined by the host of the Lockdown 49ers podcast, Brian Peacock, a massive matchup this Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. It's the rematch of the 2023 NFC title game. It's the two best teams in the NFC. Storyline central, we got so many to get into, Brian. Matchups to watch, keys to victory. I honestly think these are the two best rosters in football, and I wouldn't be surprised again if this is the matchup in, in the end of January to get to Vegas. These are, I think, the two best teams in the NFL. I think these teams would be favored against anybody. A little shocked, Louie, to see to start the week how much the 49ers on the road were favored against the team that beat them in the NFC Championship game. Against the team that's one seed right now by a couple of games on anybody in the NFL, the 10-1 and Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'm a little bit shocked by that. And, I mean, we'll just get right into it now because, and we may make some predictions at the end, but... Kyle Shanahan himself was asked that question, and he didn't know why the 49ers were favored in this game. And uh, I have the quote here. Let me pull up the quote from Kyle Shanahan today. And he said, quote, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I don't really know how that stuff works, so I don't really know why. So Kyle Shanahan doesn't even know why his own 49ers are favored on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Yeah, it's strange. FanDuel's giving them two and a half right now. They're two and a half point favorites. At home for the Eagles, they beat them in the NFC title. I'm not 100% sure why. My logic would be maybe because the Eagles are not playing complete games through four quarters. They've won a lot of close matchups. They've had to overcome double-digit comebacks in many games against the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs. My issue with that is these aren't teams like in 2022 where they were blowing out pretty average teams, and that's why they weren't getting a lot of credit this year. They're winning close games against good teams, and they're almost getting docked for that. So, yes, they haven't been perfect. They're turning the ball over more than they did last year. Jalen Hurts has had some more ups and downs, but overall they're finding a way to win pretty much every game except for one against the Jets. So, yeah, I'm a little surprised they are not favorites at home. But, again, this is basically a pick game anyway between, I agree with you, over anyone in the AFC, I think these are the two best teams in football. Yeah, and usually, you know, the betting lines you get – you know, with three points or so right. for, for the home bump. So that means at a neutral field or uh, at, yeah, at a neutral field, you're talking a five and a half point game for the 49ers to be favored. That like, I don't think yeah. that makes sense. I think this team is, this is a pick them game. I, I would not be shocked if either team wins this game. These teams are both really good. This game, this is a popcorn game. This is the best game I think of the season so far. I mean, yeah. you don't have to convince our listeners right now for locked on Eagles or locked on 49ers that this is the biggest game of the year and the best game of the year. But even national audiences, even the networks are telling us this is basically a primetime game. I think there's two, I think there's two markets in the country that won't have this football game. This is essentially a primetime game uh, for, yeah. for us on the West Coast that's going to happen in the daytime. And in the sunlight, 
I can't I can't wait for it. This is this is so fun. This is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And on top of everything else, with all the stuff that we're going to talk about with what's going to happen on the field in this game Sunday, there's bad blood. There's trash talk That's between the players. There's trash talk between the fans. I'm sure there's 49ers fans that are finding their way to locked on Eagles for no good reason except for to talk smack. There's oh, Eagles it's fans <laughs> that are finding their way into the into the into the message board and into the the comments section of Locked On 49ers for no other reason than to talk smack. So I love it. This is what it's all about, man. No, I think it's fun. And look, of course, you have your division rivals still across the NFL, but this happened too with the Eagles back in 2017. There was a little rivalry that brewed with Minnesota, also with New Orleans. I think it's fun when some of the best teams in the league again you know brian the product on the field is so fun as it is alone that's entertaining these again are the two best rosters it's going to be strength on strength in almost every battle there's very little mismatches that you can find for either side but the fact that it looks like t- these teams really don't like each other too that adds to the joy of this because you really i don't know i don't want to say you don't get that in sports as much anymore but especially in the nfl Everybody is buddy-buddy, and this almost feels more like an NBA type of beef, and it's against, again, two of the best teams in the league. So that's a really fun point. And the 49ers, I feel like they've definitely been the ones doing more of the talking, and it makes sense. They're the ones that lost in the conference title, and they lost their quarterbacks in that game. So I think there's a little more motivation on San Francisco's side, but the amount of talking they've done has certainly got the Eagles to start making some comments, i.e. Hassan Reddick, Jordan Maialata. They've had some things to say, so that definitely adds to the fun. Uh, for our listeners, I've got a couple of audio clips if we if we want to hear some of the trash talk, just to remind everybody what's going yeah. on. So yeah, here's take a one trip from, down memory lane. <laughs> here's one from uh, I'll I'll play it right now. Here's one from Hassan Reddick on Philly radio, uh, and when he was asked about the 49ers and them talking after the game about how things would have gone if they had a quarterback in the NFC Championship game. A lot of boohoo's last year, a lot of crying, a lot of what if, a lot of this, a lot of that. They get a chance to come back in here. Line that up and prove it again. So here we go. Line it up. I mean, that's what this game is all about. Line it up. And then Debo Samuel, who's one of the talkers post-NFC Championship game for the 49ers, he called uh, Bradbury trash at cornerback. Uh, he didn't want to take that back when he was on with Kay Adams on Open Adams this week. Triple down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he doubled and tripled down on that. Uh, so that's going to be fun. And I think that's going to pop up in our keys to victory and our matchups to watch here a little bit later. Um and then he was asked about Hassan Reddick's comments, and he just had a very simple comment about all that. Hey, man, we'll catch you on Sunday. So here we go. It, it was short and sweet it. from Debo Samuel. Uh, this is going to be fun. There's probably going to be a fight or two. Uh, hopefully we have healthy quarterbacks in this game, and, and yes. that, that's what it's all about. Like I want this game to be good and close, and I, I want to see both teams at full power. I want to see Lane Johnson out there. Mm-hmm. I want to see – uh, anybody who's questionable playing in this football game. And I'm sure they're going to, whatever tour it all needs to happen, whatever needs to happen in this game, everyone's going to be up for it. Everyone's going to be ready. I can't wait. No, I agree. And I think that will add to the fun is, you know, of course, from an Eagles perspective, yes, it was huge when Brock Purdy went out of that game. And then Josh Johnson and the 49ers literally could not throw the football anymore. I mean, fans were celebrating what halfway through the second quarter, it felt like that game was already over. And of course for the Eagles, you just want to get to the Super Bowl at, you know, any cost necessary. Yeah. But for this game, I think it's going to be more fun. It's a litmus test to see how you can do against the other great team in the NFC, because odds are, if you face them again, the NFC title, they're not going to lose multiple quarterbacks again. I just think that part of it's luck. I will say though, for Hassan Reddick, especially he was being blocked by a backup tight end. So I think some of that too was self-inflicted on San Francisco's end. Um, the Bradbury yes, he was, he was not blocked very well, <laughs> <laughs> but even the comments from, you know, Debo Samuel and James Bradbury, 
I don't think they were warranted last year. James Bradbury wasn't all pro. I will say this year, Bradbury has struggled more. So I think that's going to be a tough matchup. The Eagles have the 49ers are motivated and they have their quarterback. So it's going to be a lot closer than it was last year, whether they win it or not. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, just to tease the next segment here, uh, matchups to watch. Uh, I've got some numbers and I want to talk about that passing game 49ers against the pass defense of the Philadelphia Eagles, because I do think that is the big difference in this football game on Sunday. Lots of matchups to get into Eagles 49ers this Sunday. It's crossover Thursday right here on the Locked on Eagles and Locked on 49ers podcast matchups coming up next. Today's episode of the Locked On Eagles and Locked On 49ers podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. The most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season has been with Prize Picks. All you got to do is select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats, and place your entry. And guys, with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you could take LeBron James and let's say Devontae Smith at a 10.5 combo of three points made and receptions this week. Want to play alongside as well some of PrizePix's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill. I'm sure in Philly you love Meek Mill. Comedian Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each and every week prize picks also offers a reboot policy so that your entries can stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return for the second that player is rebooted prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy head over to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl use our promo code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL, promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's crossover Thursday right here on the Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown 49ers podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen each and every day. Guys, want to let you know as well, exciting news. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Brian, tons of matchups to get into for the Eagles and 49ers this Sunday. We both agreed it's the two best rosters and the two best teams in the NFL, I think even over the Chiefs and the AFC, Baltimore, you know, any team you pick in that conference. And there is just... I don't know, man, when you look at which matchups to pick out, like what's going to be the difference in this game, it's so tough because it's strength on strength, it feels like, in so many aspects. There's very minimal mismatches I feel like these teams can take advantage of. There's some, but again, these rosters are just so loaded. I almost feel like it just comes down to whoever makes more mistakes or makes more plays late in a close game, right? I think it's just it's going to, yeah. be, it's going to be a close game. I mean, execution, you know, winning in the margins, those... Yeah. Those fourth and ones, right? Those, exactly. those the the tush push, short yardage, brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it. Like you know, getting all of those, um, making sure you get into the position where you can run that play and, and get yourself a new set of downs, and uh, not turn the ball over, which has been a problem for for Jalen Hurts, uh, especially fumbling the football. And the Forty Nineers are pretty good; like they're they're throwing haymakers, trying to punch that ball out every time uh, oh, and we saw that actually in the nfc championship game and then trey greenlaw a little extra yeah. uh, upset about trying to get that ball out of there uh when it was a little too late i think for that but um it's uh i think there's a few places that are that are more fascinating than others and there's two there's two number one for me is 
is that brotherly shove play. And Javon Hargrave, who the 49ers stole from the Philadelphia Eagles, was asked how to defend it. And he said he didn't know. And I don't know if he's being coy, but like he like he was there for that. Like he should, if anybody, he should have at least an idea about, you know, what do you do? How do you defend it? Is it even defendable? And and um Fred Warner was asked about it. He said, I can't tell you. I'm gonna try something. I, I look out to see Fred Warner doing airborne, is all I'm saying. Like he's gonna be he's gonna be doing something <laughs> weird. Uh, and he's a freaky guy and he's and he's really good. Um but I, I don't think that's going to be the difference in the game. I think that's just an extra thing that you're, you know, it's just something you have to ask about now if you're a reporter when it comes to the Eagles because they are so darn good at it. They're amazing at it. Uh, and in a lot of ways, I think, you know, Jalen Hurts and and Brock Purdy in this game, um, whoever comes out of this on top might be the leader in the clubhouse for MVP of the National Football League because sure. I, the the way both these guys are playing – and uh, if if Brock Purdy can't can't hang in this football game and he gets pressured too much and he wilts, then there's going to be, you know, that sort of a, a conversation because people already want to put that on Brock Purdy because they still don't believe in the in the last pick in the NFL draft is this good. But all the numbers tell you how amazing he is. He's number one in everything, you know, pre- under pressure. QBR rating, whatever it is, Brock Purdy's been amazing, and he's not turning the ball over either. He's had some turnover-worthy plays, but um, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts has turned the ball over more. If Jalen Hurts turns the ball over, fumbles a few times, and Brock Purdy plays great, Brock Purdy, I think, would be the the leader in potentially the MVP of the entire league. So there's not only you know one seed in the NFC potential. Um, I wouldn't say I'm not going to say up for grabs because yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles can lose this and still have we'll no certainly make them closer though for sure. But, yeah. Right? It's uh, yeah. It, it, the 49ers, if they want the one seed, have to win this football game. Like yes. that's done. That's done if they don't win this game. And um, but uh, the the other key matchup for me, and I'm interested to hear what your key matchups are, is mm. one. Pl- there's a couple places where I think there are some advantages personnel wise and just the way that they play. The Eagles' offensive line, especially if Lane Johnson's going to play, and, and sounds like he's going to play is really good. And can the 49ers get pressure on Jalen Hurts, right? And on the flip side, it's the 49ers offensive line that's not their strength necessarily of the football team. And I know the Philadelphia Eagles are good up front. They're going to do everything they can to stop the run. So I do think it's kind of poetic in a way that the guy who couldn't play in the NFC Championship game, Brock Purdy, is I think the key to this entire thing. Like if you told me right now what Brock Purdy's stat line is after the game, I could tell you exactly who's going to win this football game. And so Brock Purdy, if he gets time, if he can make plays, if he can take advantage of Bradbury and Slay, and even Slay, uh, I was surprised to see what his uh, his his numbers were this season. And uh, let me let me let me bust those out real quick for you. So James Bradbury, uh, 488 coverage snaps, 37 receptions in 69 targets. That's um, 53%, 53.6% completion percentage 436 yards allowed seven pass breakups one pick seven touchdowns allowed it's a 100.9 nfl rating if you if you have a 100 rating given up as a cornerback in the nfl that's not great slay better but hasn't been necessarily big play slay uh that he's been in the past he does have a, a couple of picks uh he's allowed a couple of touchdowns he's got an 84.9 nfl passer rating against he's allowed 45 reception on 69 targets so less big plays allowed but more uh more total catches allowed for slay even than james bradbury 
And so to Debo's point, like Debo, you better be ready in this game because, you know, yeah. Bradbury is going to be turned up for this one. You know, Slay is going to be as well. And so um, I, I just think Purdy's numbers altogether, and it's a function of the passing game with the receivers, if they're able to create separation, make plays on those corners, and obviously if the line's able to protect Brock Purdy, first of all, to not get him killed, let's not run the play where your backup tight end is is one-on-one with a with an edge rusher like Reddick, who is not even caring if you're, if you're faking a, a handoff or not, and he's coming to kill your quarterback. Uh, protect your quarterback. If Brock Purdy can make some plays, that, to me, that's the number one key of this I game. Agree. If you could tell me what Brock Purdy does, to tell me his line, I'll tell you what the score is of this football game. Yeah, I'm glad that you highlighted the quarterbacks because in a game where the rosters are so close, I think it will come down to, especially if the game is close, which quarterbacks make more plays late. That's been the key for the Eagles Jalen Hurts made just a few more plays in the second half against Patrick Mahomes, against Josh Allen, against Dak Prescott before the bye week, against Tua when they played Miami. Jalen Hurts has been incredible in the fourth quarter. He is number one this year in passer rating when trailing in the second half, number one in touchdowns as well. He's been incredible in that way. So if it comes down to both teams are just playing extraordinarily well and you need a play outside of structure, who's going to get it? I think that might be what it comes down to. And so the pass rush is also crucial. They have to get to Brock Purdy. And I don't know, for me, it's like, again, there's very few mismatches, but it'll come down to the trenches where when you look at the 49ers offense against the Eagles defense, I think the Eagles defense has a key advantage, their defensive line on the right side, especially with Jalen Carter and Hassan Reddick against that Niners front. But if they don't get to Purdy in time, if they don't get him off that first read, the Eagles have really struggled in that way against other quarterbacks this year. And without Zach Cunningham, who's their best coverage linebacker in this football game, they're playing a second-year undrafted rookie in Christian Ellis, who does not have a repertoire of being like this incredible, a reputation, I should say, of being this great coverage linebacker. Nicholas Morrow, too, is a good linebacker coming downhill against the run when blitzing, but not a great coverage guy. So if Kyle Shanahan, who's great at finding mismatches, gets Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle in space against those guys in the Eagles' front four cannot hit home, And last week, they struggled at times to hit home against Josh Allen until the game was close late in the fourth quarter. That could be a key difference. So, yes, I think the difference will be Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy. But that one, those two matchups specifically for the 49ers offense and the Eagles defense, I think will really dictate what kind of success Purdy has. Because unlike Allen, I think, yes, Purdy has been good outside of structure, outside the pocket against pressure. But I think you want him to hold on to the football more than you did, for instance, Josh Allen last week. Uh, I, I've got a, I've got one really pressing question for you, and I'm mm-hmm. sure we gotta we gotta go here for a second and, and come back. And um, th- there's something I've been meaning to ask you, and I think you're the pers- perfect person to ask. And it's something I've had trouble answering about the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll get into that coming up next. Also, keys to victory: Eagles 49ers this Sunday. This is crossover Thursday right here on the Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown 49ers podcast. Today's episode of Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by DoorDash. When you're watching the game on Sunday, you're not going to want to get up for this one. It's the best game potentially of the year between the two best teams in the NFL. So what you got to do, especially if you're in Philadelphia, you want that sub from Wawa, that pizza from Santucci's, maybe you need some groceries from Wegmans, you got to get it over at DoorDash. You can, again, order pizza and wings, soda, burgers, maybe even just need buns. DoorDash can get it all delivered. 
straight to your door. What you got to do, head over to the DoorDash app, get prepared for game day, and 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Again, download the DoorDash app, enter our promo code LOCKED23, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3. Terms do apply, once again, 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you head over to the DoorDash app and download the app, enter the promo code LOCKED23, subject to change, Terms do apply. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers and Locked On Eagles is also brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. All of the lines we mentioned here on the Locked On Podcast Network come from FanDuel. Two and a half points. 49ers on the road. Favored in this one. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on that action and utilize that extra $150 uh, bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, build your own parlays, tons of NFL bets, draft bets, um, uh, off-season baseball, NBA, NHL, you name it in sports, you can bet on it at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles and Locked On 49ers your first listen each and every day. It's crossover Thursday. Louis DiBiase of Locked On Eagles. Brian Peacock of Locked On 49ers. A huge matchup this Sunday between the Birds and the Niners. And Brian, before we get into keys of victory, I think you had a key question to get into first. Yeah, so is it a is it a feature or a bug that the Philadelphia Eagles aren't blowing teams out for 60 minutes, but they're looking weird for a half and then just like, oh, oh, that's right, we're better. So we're just gonna we're not gonna run away, we're gonna walk away from you, and then we're 10 and one. Is it a feature or a bug this season for the Eagles? Yeah, I think it's I don't know, it's a little bit of both. I don't want to cheat. I would say a bug because in the first half it's not like it's a fluke. I think the play calling has been very up and down. I think they are turning the football over. Jalen Hurts has taken some time to wake up a little bit in these games, especially over the last month, but they are just so good at having an answer in the second half. It just feels like they're never rattled and I think that's primarily because of their quarterback. I think they drive through Jalen Hurts and it doesn't matter how many bad plays he makes. He just always keeps coming back, and it makes sense when you look at his collegiate career and everything he's went through. So, yeah, I would say, I don't know, it's kind of a strength and a weakness, too. You don't want to have to keep putting yourselves in holes because, especially against a really good team like the 49er, odds are you're not always going to be able to come back. I mean, you were able to do it against Mahomes and Allen, which is miraculous in back-to-back weeks, but I don't think that's a recipe for success. So, yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag. It's a, it's an evil and, a, I don't know, a good thing at the same time to know they're battle-tested. But yeah. I wish they would make it a little easier on us. I will say they've had some complete games this year. They put a complete game together against Tampa Bay, against the Rams. I would even say the Miami Dolphins. Dallas, they played pretty well for four quarters. But, yeah, lately it's taken them a little bit to get going. And I think against the 49ers, that's going to be a huge key because they play great with a lead. And I think at times they don't play great when they're trailing. So, I think both teams are going to be really fighting to get that lead early on in this football game. 
No doubt. I mean, it's fascinating because I, I was kind of saying it was a feature because they're battle tested. And we talked about how the 49ers are, have been such amazing, amazing front runners, which is not a, a negative this season. They get a lead and they're so good. And you, you're Kyle Shanahan. You have the entire playbook to throw at teams, run and pass. And then the defense can start to pin their ears back a little bit. And you make a, the opposing offense one dimensional. That's been the 49ers lifeblood. And so if that's how it plays out, I think it really plays into the 49ers hands to get that lead early. Whoever gets the lead first is my first key to victory in this game. And the 49ers have proven this season that they're so much better playing with the lead than not. And what's fascinating is that the Eagles have proven that they can play without the lead too. So uh, if I had to guess how things are going to go, the 49ers go up early, but the Eagles are the one team that the 49ers have faced this year. They might be able to come back from that deficit as well. So uh, I kind of hope that's how it goes because that'll make for a, an awesome football game on Sunday. I agree. I think another key to victory too is just whoever wins in the trenches, right? I think it's a cliche thing to say in football and it sounds obvious, but again, if you look at how good both defensive lines are, the fronts for the Eagles and the 49ers, they're going to have their work cut out for them. And I think that was a key. You look at, of course, the obvious reason the Eagles won that game in the NFC title was because the 49ers had both quarterbacks taken out, but why were they taken out? The Eagles defensive line was able to hit home. Why was the Eagles offense able to score points? 30 plus, even with Jalen Hurts, by the way, not having a good game. And he was clearly injured with that shoulder because they ran the football very well behind that offensive line with Miles Sanders. I think that offensive line got the best of an elite front four for San Francisco. So yes, it sounds obvious, but these two best teams in the league, they've been two of the most consistent teams in the NFL over the last, what, six to seven years in large part because their trench play has been so consistent. And that's why both teams really haven't had like just one star quarterback throughout those years. And they've still been able to contend. I don't think that's a coincidence. that The trenches have been that good throughout that time. Yeah. It's amazing. They've both been, you know, NFC championship games with different yeah. quarterbacks. That just, that doesn't happen very often in the NFL. So we're almost very rarely. And these two teams have both done it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I have one more key to victory here and uh, it's uh, it's the, the good Lord above it's the weather. Brock Purdy did not yeah. look like he threw the ball well against Cleveland in the rain a few weeks ago. And it was the first loss in their three-game losing streak. And ball was kind of flying out in weird ways. He's got nine and a quarter inch hands. I looked it up, nine and three quarters inch hands for, for Jalen Hurts. He's got a little bit bigger hands. It looked like he was throwing the ball fine in the rain, especially coming back in, in that football game against the Buffalo Bills last week. Uh, last I saw was a 30% chance of rain. Looked like more rain Friday and maybe Monday so maybe less rain Sunday, but it could be a little wet on the field still. Um, I think it helps the 49ers to not have rain. And I think if you just if you just add up total offensive line, defensive line for both teams, I think the edge because of the O line does go to the uh, the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles and right. having having Jalen Hurts uh, the way he can run the football. Um, and I, I think rain helps the Philadelphia Eagles. So for the 49ers sake, I think you would prefer not a lot of noise, not a lot of yeah. wet grass. Although speaking of boo-hoos and crying, it's been pointed out to me that the Eagles were crying about wet grass and slippery grass after the, after the Super Bowl. They so were the counter from a lot of 49ers fans about the, the crying. I think it was pretty 49ers. valid. I think it was pretty valid, but they absolutely were. Um, yeah, I think that's a huge point, too. If it is a slugfest, the Eagles probably have the advantage. They've been battle-tested in that way. The last two games, the weather has been terrible in Kansas City, in Philadelphia when it gets late this time of year. That's going to happen. I think the Eagles, again, are equipped to win 
any kind of football game. But Jalen did not have trouble throwing the football in the second half. Actually, his touchdown to Olamide Zacchaeus was the most improbable completion of his entire career. So I, I think be. that they'll still be able to throw the ball, but I think the 49ers are so good at running the ball too, though. I don't think if it rains, suddenly the Eagles are going to blow them out by 20 to 30 points. So hopefully the weather does stay out of the way, though, because again, Brian, these teams are so talented that you just want the best. Everyone, like you said in the first segment, you want everybody healthy, you want the weather good, and you just want a damn good football game. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is not the last time we'll see these two teams again in the 2023-2024 season. Uh, so for, for my listeners and, and, uh, and maybe some of the, the locked on Eagles listeners who have creeped into uh, our podcast recently, uh, I have a weekly guest. He was my old podcast host, my old radio colleague back in the day. He joins me weekly. We did a preseason episode and he predicted, you know, we all predicted the entire schedule. He's 11 and 0 right now. He predicted five straight wins, three straight losses, more wins. He predicted a loss this week to the Eagles. And he has not been wrong yet, but he predicted the 49ers would then beat the Eagles in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. So right now he hasn't lost. So uh, for the 49ers fans listening out there, Winkster Thomas, my, my buddy Nick Winkler, um, even if the 49ers lose, that doesn't mean they can't go win the Super Bowl and beat the Eagles in the playoffs. And uh, you're right, man. I got a feeling this is not the first time these two teams see each other this year. It's going to be a great game Sunday. Eagles 49ers at Lincoln Financial Field. That's going to do it, though, today for Crossover Thursday right here on the Locked On Eagles and Locked On 49ers podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen each and every day. Guys, again, want to let you know about Locked On, our first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel is now available on YouTube. We are here for you 24-7 on Locked On Sports today, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Once again, go over to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming amazon channel. fire stick as well that's right that's right announced today we're available everywhere at the end of the year so <laughs> we're going to be on your tv screens as well absolutely for brian peacock i'm lou dibiase signing off enjoy the game on sunday and once again thanks for making lockdown eagles and lockdown 49ers your first listen each and every day